listening. I invite you to check out my website, karagoodwin.com. I'm adding more resources all the time to assist you in your meditation journey. Sign up right on the homepage to receive a free 10-minute guided meditation that will fill you with light and peace and give your nervous system a reset. You can also find powerful offerings to help you start or amplify your existing meditation practice, including the Meditation Immersion Program to get a solid foundation to your meditation and the Healing Hearth ongoing program for regular online meditations and guidance. Thank you so much for your support and enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to the Meditation Conversation. I'm your host, Kara Goodwin, and today I'm joined by Neo Positivity. Neo retired from the Camden City Police Department just eight months after learning about the Law of Attraction. And since then, he's interviewed hundreds of Law of Attraction specialists worldwide. He displays their tips and secrets in his monthly Law of Attraction Summit, and he's here to demonstrate his top techniques to successfully utilize the Law of Attraction in your favor such as being happier more often, more successful, and living an overall better life. So welcome, Neo. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Definitely. And is it, am I correct, Neo, or do you put them together? Is it always neo-positivity? Um, neo-positivity is like a way of seeing things. Uh, the name kind of got put on me. Um, <sighs> But uh, and I accept it. But yeah, just Neo was cool. <laughs> okay, I love it. That's awesome. So let's start by talking about your your journey and how you became a law of attraction expert. Um, well, I think I always had it in me, but we always we we all have that breaking point. I guess everyone who knows about it. Um, for me, it was the movie The Secret. And when I saw it, I was just like, "This is for me." Like there was part of me that rejected, like everybody does, you know, the bad things that have happened in your life. You're like, I didn't manifest that. But when you're open to the idea that maybe you did, it just the floodgates of possibilities of what you can do with your future uh, just open up. So anyway, yeah, I was super obsessed with it immediately. And um, I just really started to come up with my own techniques that I, I couldn't really find anywhere else. Back then, it wasn't a lot of places to, well, it seemed like it wasn't a lot of places or a lot of people that were talking about it. So um, started studying my own stuff and ended up retiring eight months later. I was like, I was like, that's what I want. I want to retire early. This work and life ain't for me. This nine to five, 40 hours a week. I know I'm meant to do something different. And um, with these exercises and that goal, uh, the waves were at my back and yeah, since then I just been pointing at stuff and getting them. As soon as the same way I got retirement, I'm like I'm using that for everything. Boom, 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 and uh, it's been a nice little shooting gallery. That was 14 years ago. So really, yeah. wow. And now I tour the country teaching people how I use the law of attraction in hopes that uh, you know they can use some of my techniques to get whatever they want, whether yeah. it's you know to be happy or just be sane. <laughs> right. Well, that's uh, no, no small task these days for sure. So yes. let's step back and in case there's somebody who is brand new to the law of attraction, can you just give us a baseline on what it is? Um, well, it's written on a shirt, thoughts become things. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the real easy, easy way out. Um, if you want to really be able to wrap your head around it, I'll give you a little scientific, a little quick scientific thing about it. 
when you have a thought, a lot of people don't know that it travels down your spine in like an energy wave and it releases from your lower back. Now this energy wave then travels across the entire universe, not just America or earth. So the third law of motion demands that every action has an opposite and equal reaction, which means the universe has to do whatever it has to do to make that thought travel back to you, which is the opposite and be thought again, which is the equal reaction. So basically, whatever you're focusing on the most, the universe is gonna make you focus on it again. So whether you're focused on having debt or not having debt, your focus is on debt and the universe will make you focus on it some more, which means it's probably gonna throw more debt at you. So if you really think about that for any problem or solution, um, it can be used in your favor. It can be used kind of against you. You know, if you're sitting there marinating in a negative thought of how this meeting might go bad or how you're worried about paying rent, then the universe is going to make you think again in the future, man, this meeting's going to go bad or I'm really worried about paying rent. And that's what it is, you know, for for easy analogy, just think of it like this. Every thought you have, okay, 60 to 70,000 thoughts on average per day per person. Every single thought you have, think of it like a drop of water going into different flower pots. So you got the things you like about your job and the things you don't like about your job. The things you like about the spouse, the things you don't like about your spouse. Kids, Facebook, that, that last story on Instagram, you're watering seeds all day and majority wins. The seeds that get the most nourishment grow. And where there once was nothing, where it was just invisible, just in your imagination, now there's a plant staring you in the face. And that's the event happening to you. So for those who don't know anything about the law of attraction, that's basically what it is. I hope your mind is blown right now thinking, oh my goodness, is this true? Because you're in for a treat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you for laying that foundation. So the, it's... It, I find it fascinating. And it's one of those things that like it's happening, whether you realize it's happening or not, it's like gravity. Like you don't necessarily have to know how it's working. You don't even have to know that it is working, but it's there. It's happening. Like we were all experiencing gravity before we ever learned about, you know, when the apple fell from the tree and hit the guy in the head and that whole, you know, if that's a true story. Um, but so it's always happening. One of the interesting things is that um, it's not always immediate, you know, so we like manifest these things, but like you say, like, it's hard for us to um, correlate our thought with what's in front of us because it's not necessarily, because we may not, you know, we may get like a diagnosis, for example, and it's not like we've been thinking feel we don't feel like we've been thinking it into our existence because yes. you know so i don't know if you have any thoughts about the delay you know how these things come um, in um one of the one of the biggest things um when i was doing life coaching one of the biggest things everyone would say to me or even even when i talk about the law of attraction to someone who's never heard it they say i didn't manifest my grandma dying mm -hmm. i didn't manifest that car accident so the law of attraction can't be true uh, only for the things that had good things that have happened to me. Cause yeah, you, everybody wants to take credit for that stuff. <laughs> um, but you don't have to think about a car accident 24 hours a day for you to get into an accident next week. It's the feeling. 
we summarize as people, we summarize our emotions and our thoughts with words. So they make sense to us. But for me to feel pain that could come from a relationship, it could come from a physical body pain. It could come from an email someone sent me that just pissed me off because anger is a form of pain. It's, it, it, it hurts. Um, so it's that type of energy that you have to beware of um, in order to not spend time in those head spaces, in order to not water those seeds and bring that stuff into your life. So if something bad does happen to you, yes, I always ask myself immediately, what have I been thinking about? What have I been focusing on in the last couple of days and weeks that have manifested this into my life? I immediately take power from everyone and everything around me. It's in my court again. Got out of hand, the news got crazy. Oh, snap, what am I gonna do? Reel it back in, reel it back in, Neo. Kara, reel it back in. Okay, this is you. What have you been focusing on? And more importantly, more importantly, because that's just a learning lesson. What have I been focusing on? But more importantly, what am I going to do with my thoughts next? Think of your thoughts like placing orders with Amazon. What are you ordering next? And be careful. Yeah, thank you. That's it's really powerful. And, and it's, there's discipline, you know, this is living purposefully and mindfully and like, no, I mean, noticing those thoughts that takes, because it sounds so simple, you know, it's like, yeah, of course. Okay. I'll start doing that right now. You know, but it, it's like the dedication, the diligence, the discipline, um, that comes it's, it, it does, it takes, it takes that desire and all of those, uh, the, the purposefulness. One of the things in the secret they said is that controlling one's heart, when controlling one's thoughts is the hardest occupation a man can have according to both science and religion. Mm. And I tack on top of that, but it yields the greatest reward, the ability to create your future. That is the greatest thing that you could ever give someone on the planet. Okay. And it just so happens that with balance, it comes at the cost of the hardest thing you could do. All those thoughts, like 99% of them are on uh, autopilot. Your brain is just throwing at you what it's used to throwing at you. Brain is a muscle. It has muscle memory. Change what it's used to throwing at you. Instead of trying to wake up to all 60,000 thoughts and be positive all day long, that would just be daunting. That would be insane. If you change the autopilot ones... That's how you get ahead of the game. And so that was my immediate area of focus uh, as soon as I started proactively wielding the law of attraction. So do you have some examples of, of auto thoughts that you were able to um, modify or early on as kind of, was there some low hanging fruit there for you? It was just the what ifs. As people, we you know we're running these what if scenarios all day long. What if this happens? What if that happens? Um, I mean, everything, I mean, you can get up and, st and stub your toe <laughs> and it just changes the course of your next couple of days. Cause you're going to be limping or with a paper cut. So it's little things like that, that happen to us that make, that make you cautious. Um, and we're just walking around judging all day long. So for me to just walk from here to the kitchen, I'm going to see something and judge something, but guess what? Now the, the me now is, is, is judging it differently. Before I was seeing it as a cautionary tale. What would I do if, what would happen if? 
now it's, oh, that's so beautiful. I'm so happy to have that. Life is good. Like I'm retired. I've been retired for 14 years. People hear me say I'm retired. They think I'm new to this. I did this 14 years. I've been doing this. And, and that's what I think of. Even, you know, and once you do it more often, the brain will do it more often for you. One thing I do in the bathroom, everybody try this. When you go to the bathroom, everyone's first uh, instinct is to pick up their phone and catch up on Facebook or text messages. Oh, I'm backed up three text messages. Well, guess what? Those text messages waited for the last 30 seconds. They wait another 10. When I grab my phone, I slap myself in the hand. And now I'm to the point where I, I do it automatically. Like anytime I do grab my phone, which I try not to, but if I, if I know I'm backed up a couple emails and I got to get back to them, my body will just grab it and send me knock that out real quick. I'll slap myself. Nope. And then you got to be disciplined. We're going to talk about choices a lot. You got to be disciplined enough, like you said, to make the choice in that moment to slap your wrist. Then you have to make the choice to, to stay into that. <laughs> Don't put your phone down. Two minutes goes by and you're like, all right, let me just check real quick because that'll happen. Slap your wrist again. Mm-hmm. But this is the discipline you need to change your mindset. Same thing like waking up in the morning and not touching your phone for the first hour of the day. It's critical. It's critical. But these are all choices, choices, choices. You can either choose to be on autopilot or choose something different. Once you choose something different, that's when you start really choosing what mental exercise do I do? Do I meditate? Do I stay peaceful? Do I do an affirmation? That's mm-hmm. when you start playing games and changing your average thoughts. Once you start doing that and changing your average thoughts, you'll be thinking happy thoughts when you're walking down the hallway, thus manifesting and watering the seeds of, ha- of more happier thoughts. Okay, that's beautiful. So you, you talked about some of that mental uh, training and how some practical things that you've done. Um, how about some experiences of things that have been manifested through the law of attraction in your, your experience? Uh, well, when I first learned about the law of attraction, I immediately wanted retirement. Like that was the big, one that's a big me. one. Yeah. yeah. And I, I was in a career, I was in a serious career and I, and you know, I was a cop pension, all that good stuff. And, um, yeah, I knew it would be a tall task. Learned a bunch of mental exercises. Uh, for seven months, I was doing everything I could, meditating, affirmations. And the eighth month, I came up with this exercise I call the Watcher exercise. And less than a month later, you know, it was my last day on the streets as a cop. And then with that confidence, I went to court to get custody of my kids. No lawyer. I'm the only guy I know to this day who has custody of his kids. Wow. Um, from New Jersey, because that court system does not Favorite like dads. fathers. No. Oh, wow. um, so yeah, I did that. And then I uh, slid in a couple DMs, ended up taking the Eagles to the Super Bowl, got my pilot's license, uh, moved to Florida. Like those are just the big ones. Every day yeah. I'm doing something. Wait, small, what did, something. so you said slipped in a couple of DMs. I slid in some DMs. I literally. Direct messages? Yeah. Instagram. That oh, led okay. me to a Super Bowl victory. What? I got pissed off because De- I think it was Des Bryant scored on one of the Eagles players. Okay. And I said, I got this. I love the Eagles. I'm from Jersey. I, I got this skill, the law of attraction I'm really good at. And so I got mad. I picked up my phone and I found the guy who got scored on 
And I sent him a message. I said, hey, thoughts become things. If you let that sit in your head, he's going to score on you again. Mind you, he had just got scored on like three times in one game. So it was heavy in his heart mm-hmm. that his job was in jeopardy. The fans are looking at him like he's crazy. They're going to dog him out in the news. And he's got to keep playing against this guy for another two quarters. Who's probably going to score again. It was Des Bryant. He's one of the best that's ever lived. So this, he was really in his head. And he was really, you know, doing stupid stuff. And so I sent him a message like, stop. <laughs> Thoughts become things. So anyway, that led me to send, sending several other messages that were received very well. And then, you know, it led me to basically, you know, um, I, don't know, I don't know if you want to say life coaching or whatever, but talking players through a tough season, especially when, now imagine this, we go through the whole season, we're doing great, and the starting quarterback gets hurt in the playoffs. The quarterback that was all world, making the team rise, he was everything. He got hurt in the playoffs. And so Who now everybody's that? looking at Carson Wentz. Hey, I'm a Colts fan. You, um, Jack Pascal, you know, Jack, uh, Zach Pascal, Pascal. Yes. Uh-huh. He was roommates with my brother. They played football together. No kidding. Carson Wentz. I never got a chance to actually coach Carson Wentz. He is a real Jesus-y type person. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and not nothing against Jesus-y type people. It's just that it's hard to tell them that they're in control when yeah. 100% of their belief is Someone outside of me is in control and they refuse to believe something else. And so, and I don't, I don't push. And so, you know, certain people, there's a couple of people on the team that I really couldn't couldn't get through and I I let it go. Um, But to the ones that I could, uh, they leaned on me and I loved it. And when our quarterback got hurt, he was all world coming out of college, took us to taking us to, he was killing it and he got hurt and everybody was like, what the hell, Mr. Law of Attraction? (laughs) <laughs> like we were doing great all season and then this none of us manifested this and that was a tough time but guess what we manifested collectively a backup quarterback who had been backup for a while and didn't win a super bowl when he was starting he took us to the game got mvp no you know? kidding. so yeah that was a beautiful one and it all started with me sliding a dm because i was mad at my cornerback for getting scored on. <laughs> oh, wow. I can't believe you were just going to, you're like, yeah, I did this thing with the Super Bowl and then I moved to Florida, you know, that kind of stuff. And just, think, we're not well, even going to talk about that, which is an amazing story. <laughs> it's cool and all. I just, I think the retirement and the Florida part is better because that's a part of my daily life and flying. I fly every day that I can yeah. and they bring me so much happiness and the Eagles have been doing so bad since. Uh, it's just, I just breeze over that part. I should spend more time on it. You're, you're absolutely right. Because that's a big victory. I'd like to do that again. Yeah. Crazy thing is when I first moved to Tampa, I could have worked with the Buccaneers, but they were the worst team in the league. I knew I couldn't that promise them last. anything. I couldn't <laughs> promise them a Super Bowl. I couldn't promise them anything. And then a the year later, they get Tom Brady. And I'm like, yeah, dang it. Was it meant to be? Uh, well, you know, it, I it, will it, reiterate. We'll bring it back if we do need. Yeah. I'll reiterate, I'm a Colts fan. I don't like to talk about Tom Brady. He's like <sighs> public enemy number one. Anyway. <laughs> Have you always been a Colts fan? Yeah. yeah. Well, you guys had Peyton Manning, so that was we did. That's yeah. something you could always say. Yeah. And Andrew Luck. I really liked Andrew Luck, too. He was, he he did was great. I mean, Peyton Manning was a legend, but 
You guys had Marshall Falk back in the day, right? Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so much You guys fun. had some legends. Yeah, that's so fun. Okay, well, thank you for sharing those those stories. That's amazing. Um, what about embodying that positivity? So you talked a little bit about like the emotional side and the energy behind it, but you know, there's always the risk that people just say the positive things in their minds, but they're they're actually coming from a place of doubt. So how does all of that factor in? Ego. Um, the book, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, I suggest oh, yeah, everybody pick one. it up. It's an amazing book. Mm-hmm. The, um, the ego. Here's the thing. That's that voice that tells you you're not good enough. You can't, you won't. So when you try to say something positive, like I'm rich, it says, no, you're not. And it hits you with a bank statement. If you try to picture yourself on a vacation, I'm on the beach enjoying myself. There's a voice in the back that says, no, you're not. You're right there in this room doing this podcast, enjoying yourself. You know what I mean? So it's like, (laughs) that's the voice of doubt. You're not good enough. How dare you dream that big? You can't do that. That is what you're dealing with. And the best part you could do is to first learn about it. And I just tell you real quick, it's part of you. It's not going nowhere. To hate it is to hate you, which manifests more hating you. You don't want to do that. It's just doing its job which is to bring you back to the present moment. It has your subconscious, which has stored up everything you've ever seen and experienced. An infinite catalog of information to show you whatever pictures and proves you whatever it has to, to bring you back to this moment. So when you're picturing yourself in the Bahamas, it's gonna bring up the fact that you're not there. When you picture yourself being rich, it's gonna bring up the fact that you're not, just to bring you back to this moment. Why? Well, the ego and the subconscious don't acknowledge the future or the past. And I get that from the book, The Power of Now from Eckhart Tolle is the best way I know to, that you guys can really absorb this. Everything you've ever done and everything you ever will do, you will do in this current moment, mm-hmm. the seemingly reoccurring current moment. You've never touched, tasted, or felt anything in your future when you experienced it. It wasn't a current moment. And that's why when you spend time visualizing the future, The ego wants you back home. The subconscious wants you back home in the present moment. And so it's going to shoot down every single thought you have. 60,000, like I said, all those thoughts every day, something shoots you down and like wakes you up from every single one of them. Don't you think something that common should be studied more? You should know more about it. That's what this is. So learn what it's doing so you can learn to kind of live with it. It's still going to suck. I get pissed off at mine every day for saying all kind of stuff to me. Um, but it's just, just doing its job. And you have to find, change the way you see things in order for it to speak differently to you. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Situations are going to keep happening. Bad emails, bad news, or just you doubting yourself. They're going to happen. But if you see things differently, when that news hits you, you're going to feel it and filter it out and send out a different energy signal. Mm-hmm. And that's where, that's where you have to get your mindset to be on autopilot so yeah. it can water these good seeds for you throughout the day. So that when you're on autopilot, it, they're, they're watering higher thoughts. Is that what you mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Higher frequency. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. You, you'll be vibrating at a higher frequency throughout the day, just chilling. Yeah. Beautiful. I mean, it just keeps coming back to that, that 
mindset training? Is it, is it that, did you find that there was a lot of training kind of in the beginning to sort of get yourself into a place where it was more automatic and that those um, automatic thoughts were higher? Uh, it's definitely hard, harder in the beginning, mm-hmm. but Continuous it gets practice. just as hard now if, if the right situation comes. Like family member goes in a hospital trying to stay positive during that. It's the, the what if just keeps freaking going. Mm-hmm. So that is just as hard as it was in the beginning. Um, but at the end of the day, if you expect it to be hard, it's going to be hard. That's just another manifestation. Yeah. You know, if you expect it to come easy, side note, life hack. Remember this. I'm so happy and thankful that fill in the blank. It's a life hack. It's it where it works. I was trying to meditate when I first learned this. It took me 16 days. It was torture. My brain was just throwing stuff at me all day, every day. It was just, I couldn't get it to stop until one day I said, you know what? I'm going to use that little life hack. I'm so happy and thankful that I'm good at meditating. I'm so happy and thankful that I enjoy meditating. I'm so happy and thankful that I meditate every day. And every day since then, uh, meditating has been one of my favorite activities to do. I haven't done it every day, but Mm -hmm. it remains one of my favorite activities to do of all time. And what is it about meditating? Yeah. What is it about meditating that with the law of attraction, um, that is such a powerful combo for you? Two sides. Um, you remember how I said the ego is, uh, wants you present. Mm -hmm. Well, not to get too preachy, but I'll just say this. And when, when I say God, I mean, whoever you believe Source in. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You ever want to make God laugh, tell him your plan. Cause his plan is so much bigger than yours. I'm sure we've all heard <laughs> that before. So how do you let God's plan unfold? Well, when you're thinking about the future to pass, good or bad, you're basically watering seeds. You're creating your future. But when you're present, that's how you let God's plan unfold. That plan that's better than yours. So staying present is the basis of meditation. The only way to truly, truly, truly meditate is to not, to not really be thinking about anything, just to be present and be still. And you're only going to get a couple seconds before you get reminded that you got to pick up milk on the way home. Um, but shooing that to the, way, to the side and going, getting present again is the act of meditating. To me, mm-hmm. um, everything else is like guided meditation and stuff like that. To me, that's how I feel it. So like, just give you a quick example. If you ever want to try it, breathe in for, uh, inhale for four seconds, exhale for five. Always try to exhale longer than you inhale. Um, it's just some breathing techniques. I suggest everyone study that. But if you just do that, you're so focused on your breath, you're present, you're not thinking about anything else, that's meditating. That's good. You're just there, you're present. Um, the other part of meditating that I do, especially if I have a body pain, because you don't want to meditate with body pain, um, you'll notice that negative thoughts just keep popping into your head if your neck is on fire from a herniation or whatever. So what I do in those situations is what I call proactive manifesting or visualizing, basically. Uh, I picture myself in a scenario, and if the ego steps in and say, that's not what you're doing, that's not where you're at, you know what it would take for you to get there, how much money you'd have to have, I just simply ask the question, how would it feel to be retired? How would it feel to be in the Bahamas on an unlimited money vacation. And when you ask that question, the ego has to sit back and let the subconscious honestly answer the question based off of its training and experience, based off of its knowledge, and you, it would feel amazing. 
Mm-hmm. And so you get to sit in that seed. You get to vibrate at that frequency. Any two things that vibrate at the same frequency will pull towards each other. So the more time you spend there, the better. So I love meditating because for one, I got unlimited resources, unlimited power, unlimited money over there. And I've, uh, I've gotten myself so good at playing make-believe like we did when we were kids. I went back to that. I've gotten so good at it that I can, I can sit in the Bahamas in my recliner. I, I really feel like I'm there mm-hmm. and I'm happy and I'm excited. And it just so happens I'm always on a beach somewhere yeah. <laughs> as a result of that. And so, yeah, that's, that's basically how um, I use meditation, whether I'm thinking or not thinking. Those are the two places I go with it. That's beautiful. And one of the things that you touched on was getting into that flow, you know, where you're letting God take over. Um, And I'm curious about your thoughts on manifestation. If our limited perspective is zeroing in on something that's actually not for our highest good, but from the ego, we're like, oh yeah, I really need this to happen. But, but that dichotomy where like from a higher perspective, that may not be at all what is for our highest good. So um, I don't know if you have any thoughts about the, you know, that flow versus that control. And I mean, you did touch on it a bit, but I'd be curious if you have any other, anything else to add to that. I think intuitively, intuition is the best way to go when you're questioning anything up here. Because what's going to happen is, and this is what happened when I first started down this journey after watching the movie The Secret is, you're going to do things intuitively. And it's either going to be right or you're going to tweak it. Whether it be thinking something versus thinking something else or wording an affirmation so it doesn't, so every word in it makes you feel great. Try stuff intuitively. Okay, I'm going to do this. See how it feels. If it feels at all uncomfortable, don't bang with it. There's a little knot in your chest right here. If you lie to yourself or you feel like angry, upset, feel it kind of goes down. And in my mind, it turns red. And when you laugh, you smile, it goes up here. You know, it turns like from white to blue. And it's just that knot right there. Pay attention to it. If it drops at all, it's no good. If you want to do an affirmation, I love life, I love life, but you hate your life and you feel it drop, you need to change something about that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm good at sewing. If you're good at sewing, guess what? It just went up mm-hmm. and that's what you want. You don't want, and you're not trying to manifest more sewing. You're manifesting more situations where you're feeling that, that yeah. I'm proud, I'm good at, and other people would enjoy my work. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what we want as people. And you want to manifest more of that situation. So go with your gut, try what feels right, no matter what the scenario is that you're running in your mind and then tweak it, tweak it, tweak it until it's perfect. And a week later, you're probably going to have to tweak it again. It's an ongoing thing, mm-hmm. different change in these mental exercises and affirmations. Um, but you definitely have to uh, try it. Try, try, try. I'm a professional trier. I always mm-hmm. say that. I'm always just trying something yeah. new. And if it works, it works. If not, I scrap it. Yeah. I love that. That openness to continuing to learn and the body intelligence. I mean, there is, I I'd love to underscore that because we do have this intelligence of the body. And when you're doing things like the exercises that you're talking about, where you're giving yourself time, you know, in meditation or what, however we get ourselves centered, we get ourselves present, but it gives us this opportunity to be able to open up those lines of communication where, you know, 
does this give me a rising feeling? Does it give me a sinking feeling? And then as we develop that, it can start to be something that we can use or be, we become more attuned to even outside of meditation. Like mm -hmm. I had an, a, this week, I've been listening to a couple of things like spiritual um, recordings and I was trying to figure them out. I was like, I don't know if these are good for me. Like they just, it was one of those, like they sounded great, but it also like what seemed a little fishy and, um, and two different times I noticed that my stomach was hurting and I was like, and it wasn't like they said anything overtly, um, yeah. uh, difficult to listen to, but I was like, okay, I, that's twice now, like something within me, I'm getting a physical signal that like my stomach yeah. clenched. And I was like, there's something here that I just can't, uh, that that's I, your I intuition. away. Yeah. That's your intuition coming to you in a physical form of physical pain mm -hmm. and you got to listen to it. Mm -hmm. So how can people find out more about you and your summits and, and the other events that you have that come up across the country? Uh, my website, neopositivity.com is the one-stop shop for everything. Facebook, uh, the summit has a Facebook group, which is a great source of information for updates mm -hmm. on the summit. All the speakers I go live with, and I love to go live at least three days a week and talk about law of attraction anyway. So I'll shoot you the link. You could post it up if you want. For anybody who just wants to talk law of attraction, um, yeah, so neopositivity.com would be the best source to find all the information on the summit, the groups, the Instagram, the posts, you know, it's all there. And are your shirts available? You've got a shirt on that says thoughts become things. That's really powerful. Yes, yes. This shirt is, uh, it's actually right there on the wall behind me for the, mm -hmm. the listeners out there, right on the website, neopositivity.com. You get a shirt, you get a shirt that says thoughts <laughs> become things. I got a wristband that says thoughts become things. Stay focused. Um, that's for us, uh, us people who live in Florida because <laughs> the drivers down here are terrible and <laughs> you're driving and you're ready to cut somebody out. Always getting cut off, but no, no, seriously, this was my reminder to stay positive, um, throughout the day. And you could, you can slap yourself if you needed to. <laughs> and the other thing you see on the wall is this poker chip. Mm -hmm. um, I used to keep a pebble in my pocket, like from the movie The Secret. Um, so when I reached in my pocket, I said, oh, what's that? Oh, yeah. All right, let me do an affirmation. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, yes. And just say yes 10 times. I love doing that. By the third one, you're smiling. By the fifth or sixth one, you're like, your brain is throwing at your reasons. It's just yes to just celebrate life. But um, I lost the stone a couple times. So I ended up, I said, what am I going to use? I need to use something that's worth something because then I won't lose it. I'll make sure I won't lose it. So I went to Atlantic City because I was living in Jersey and I got a $25, I think, it was, I think it was a $50 poker trip. And I was like, I'm not going to lose this. It's worth 50 bucks. And so I've always loved that concept. So now I made poker chips and they, um, for you to hold in, keep in your pocket, it's small. You feel it. What's that? And on one side, it just says, remember, thoughts become things. Stay focused. And on the other side, it's just uh, the company, um, the website with a picture of me. And it says thank you at the top. And that thank you is not a thank you from me to you for purchasing this poker chip. Although I do thank you. That thank you is the quick affirmation I want you to use when you feel this poker chip. Because so many times I wake up 
mind you have to practice waking up the more you practice the better you'll get at it you just be walking down the hallway you'll wake up out of nowhere that's when you make the choice to do an affirmation or whatever just breathe whatever you want to do but when i wake up i'm like all right let me do an affirmation what's my next goal uh and then i end up not doing it something happens and i end up not doing it so i just put thank you on there so when you feel it just say thank you 10 times if you can't think of anything just say thank you 10 times you're going to be in a better headspace your kids will see you smiling for no reason they'll want to smile too so they'll do better things and it's just an all-around great thing so yes all of that can be found on neopositivity.com 100 and i hope that you'll come bless us at the summit with some of your knowledge on the law of attraction. So we could flip flop this. I can interview you. Oh (laughs) yeah, that'd be great. I would love it. Wonderful. Well, gosh, you've given so much insight. I really appreciate you being here and sharing everything and all of the, all of the light that you're, that you're spreading and, and the, the knowledge for people to keep being able to increase their vibration so that they can keep having a higher and higher experience here. So it's so important. I really, I really honor that. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, I always say that we are soldiers in the world negativity. So uh, thank you for being a soldier. You know, everybody has a choice. They can wake up and do whatever with their day. And it's those of us who choose to do this, to find the answers and use them to make ours and the people around our lives better. So thank you for that. And thank you everyone for listening who is also doing that. Uh, We're going to win this war. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Here, here. Thank you so much. Thank you. Please share this episode. I appreciate your support, rating, reviewing, and sharing. So thank you again for listening. And I look forward to the next meditation conversation.